Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. It's Wednesday morning, it's 7.30am and it's time for... Reasons to dump you. This week, episode 12, Brian's Choice. Was that good enough? That was a pretty fancy introduction. Did you like that? I mean, granted, you do know podcasts can be listened to at any time of the day or... Yeah, technical glitch. (laughs) I'm not going to do every half hour. Yeah. Welcome to (laughs) Thursday, 9.30pm. Welcome to Friday, 8.76. You're in a bit of a... There's no such time of 8.76. Apologies. Mm. You're in a bit of a uh, giddy mood. I'm in a giddy mood because it's my week. Giddy up, soldier. So, because it's my week, we like to crack on. We like to do things quickly, efficiently. We're cool. Let's do clues. Clues for your choice. For my choice. Film. Here I we mean, go. Your clues are always enjoyable. Oh, you're going to love these. Mm-hmm. Clue one. Released in the UK in 1985 and in the US in 1984. This film had a budget of $6.4 million and went on to grow $78 million worldwide. Gosh, that's a lot of millions. And a lot of millions. Um, I mean, excellent clue, but there's no way I'm going to guess it from that. <laughs> <laughs> no knowledge at all. So, sorry, uh, released 84, 85? Well, yeah, US yeah. 84, yeah. January okay. 85 for the UK. Okay. I mean, I was still in diapers. Yeah, but you were 23. <laughs> Second clue. Its director went on to make a film that grossed 2.5 billion. Wow. That's billion, billion, not million. Worldwide and now has five sequels planned of that film, one of which is currently in post-production. Wow, billions, billions. Well, there's when I think of billions, there's like one specific director I think of. Okay. And that's Mr. James Cameron. Would I, would I be on the right track? You're absolutely spot on, but okay. we're not guessing the director. Okay, no, true. Third clue. Third clue. And this clue is kind of pertinent to clue two. Mm. I despise the film I talked about in clue two. <laughs> I find it a multicoloured musical <gasps> that's just pointless. Um, can I ask... You can ask anything this, you like. This film from Clue 2 that grossed billions that you are, are not a fan of. Can't stand. Um, Everybody else seems to love it. Yes. Can't stand does, it. does a friend of ours mother love that film? Oh, God. Okay. She thinks it's one of the best films ever made. And yep. to be fair, a lot of people think it's one of the good, best films ever made. I'm sorry, James. Me and you are never going to see eye to eye on it. Okay. So, I mean, you're referring to Avatar. I am <laughs> referring to Avatar. So, yeah, I suppose I should give you a clue really relevant more to, what to the actual watch. film we're yeah. going to watch. Sorry, I got carried away there. It's fine. We're going for... Uh... The final clue. This is clue four, so it's kind of outside the rules. Oh, my God. Three, clue three clues is all we normally have, Brian. Okay, no clue four. Go on, then. No. Clue four. Clue four is this film that we're about to watch made informing someone that you're about to return cool. Well, if I didn't know it before, I know it now. Go on. Is it Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger? It and is. is it Terminator? It is indeed the Terminator. The Terminator, not just Terminator. It is the Terminator. It only seemed to drop the the mm-hmm. when they realised, actually, this film's good enough for sequels. Ah, and then it became Terminator. Yeah, then <gasps> it was Terminator. Okay, Terminator. let's go watch the Terminator. Let's no do messing it. around here, straight no, in at the beginning. We're not messing about. Okay. And um, yeah, we'll be back. 
We are back. Do you know what? That is uncanny. I'm, I'm frightened for my life. That is so spot on. Yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> you know, I'm just good at voices. Is that a gun in your trousers or are you just pleased to see me? I really want, don't want people to listen to any more of this. <laughs> I'm not sitting here with a gun in my trousers, <laughs> if that's what you think. He had, you know, he was carrying a lot of guns in this film. That's where my brain went oh, to, okay. shotguns. No, you just gave a vile visual image <laughs> to all our listeners. So, there you go, Mum. Great. <laughs> She's not listening. Yeah, I know. So, Sinead, as always is the case, I'm going to start with the plot summary <laughs> of what we just watched. The Terminator. Exactly. Not the, Terminator. No, The Terminator. The Terminator. Yeah, so don't, if you're listening to this, don't think we've already done one version where I missed it and now I'm <laughs> going to record it again. All right? This is the first time I knew I, I was ready. So here we go. A human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. Ooh, tech, tech takeover, how, something I'll touch on later. We should all be scared, people. How dramatic was that? It was very dramatic. I know, and I, I was ready with it. It was quite a dramatic film. I thought so. So what are your initial impressions of the film? I mean, I assume you've seen it before, but probably like 50 years ago. So Many, what? many years ago. I enjoyed it. Um, obviously elements visually haven't necessarily aged that well, but, um, probably looked absolutely wicked in 1984. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a nostalgic charm to the whole thing. I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite a wild ride. Well, I think our listeners are all very aware of my current nostalgia trope. Yeah. Along with your French passione. Tresbien. <laughs> um, où est la piscine la grande vacances? Oh, sorry. I slipped into French. Um, as you know, I suggested this film because I like this film. <laughs> I mean, that's the basic of any episode, Brian. I'm having a good recording so far. So I'm going to read out the reasons why I like this film, right? Okay, this isn't going to be like your Michael Bay list, is well, it? Well, there are on... certain things that match up. And you see, this is the joy of doing it this way because you now, in your uneducated mind, can actually work out... <laughs> Common themes yeah, you, you that might. run through great films that boys slash men love to watch. Yeah, you're on very thin ice here, Buster Keaton. So uh, what did you enjoy about this film? Come on, give me a okay, list. Okay, so here we go. First things first. Had an unkillable bad guy. Tick. Tick. Done. I mean, technically not Tick, because he does die in the end. Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> it took a lot. It didn't half. Secondly, Orion made it. As soon as those stars start to spin... I'm I'm in. I'm I, all in. I've got I've got to be honest. Yeah, Orion Pictures release. Yeah. I I got a bit excited Perfect. at the uh, titles. Perfect. Thirdly, it had the machines rising. Anything that's got the machines rising, this world in turmoil, bleak future. Oh yeah, all in as a man. You love a bit of dystopia, don't you? Love it. Love it. Music, powerful and electronic. What more can you want? <laughs> Done. Thirdly, the titles, computer text. Coming up on the screen, like 80s computer text. Love that. A bit war games, In. wasn't it? A little bit. Well, you don't like war games? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, slightly different films. Next, Arnie. If Arnie's in it, I'm good. Done. That's all we need. Next, it's got a badass 80s gang right at the front. Run <laughs> by Chet. 
from Weird Science. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, can I can I in, in, interrupt you for a second? You can. So the bad badass punk eighties band, eighties gang, sorry, not gang. band. Yeah. Well, they might have been. You know, their backstory. Their backstory <laughs> yeah. might have been that they were a Didn't band. Think of that. Yeah. Um, Arnie arrives, cyborg Arnie arrives naked yeah, yeah. and strides up to them with yeah. everything flying free yeah. um, and says, give me your clothes. Yeah. Are you honestly telling me that their clothes would have fit him? Did you not see the size difference? Okay, so you just want to get ahead? Well, I've, no, but this is part of my list, you know, okay. this is on here. Carry on, but that's a big question mark over that for me. Next thing, the rubbish. In the 80s, whenever you had a rough city, there were newspapers bits mm. blowing everywhere. With some steam. Very little other rubbish. Just newspaper bits. I mean, I don't know what the hell people in LA, New York do with their newspapers when they're finished, but apparently they just throw them everywhere. Next, immediate action. Like, he kills immediately. He punches a guy through the chest. Mm. Through the chest. Mm. Not just in the chest. All the way through. He rips his heart out. Kills him. Dead. Brilliant. Next, Nike product placement. If there's no Nike... If someone doesn't pull on a pair of high tops... (laughs) With Nike flashed down the side, I ain't watching it. Oh, is that what Kyle put on in the shop when he ran to get yeah. shit? Okay. Yeah. Next gun shop scene. There's a gun shop scene. You walk in a gun. Here, let me have a look at that shotgun. Here you go. Oh, look, the ammo's sitting next to it. Well, on that's the table. another one of Ridiculous. my problems. Who leaves ammo on the on the countertop? Next point, which you've already raised. Everybody's clothes fits everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant size adjusting doesn't matter yeah everybody's clothes fit everybody's the tramps trousers fit the guys which i'm coming back to by the way okay because for some reason he got himself a pair of shoes and he got himself a jacket Mm, no top but a tramps trousers he (laughs) kept on the entire time did he not change them when he went no and she was prepared to sleep with him and then he put them back on after he slept with her she must have been like seriously dude anyway next Uzi 9mm. That was one of the guns, Mr. Uzi 9mm. Have you got that in it? Winner. Machine gun. So basically, You've never heard of the Uzi 9mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard of an Uzi, yeah. But <sighs> you, what you're telling me is, as long as a film has got an Uzi 9mm and Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's all you need. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, God. It's a better it's, film. It's like blood sport all over again, Next. isn't it? Next. Your hero slash heroine in this case heroin, mm-hmm. is an everyman. It's mm. average. Mm. Got to have that. Mm. And bordering on virginal, by the way, in this. I, she has one date, I'll come to but that. she doesn't go on it. I'll, 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 come, I'll come to And the hero her. was a virgin. Said he it, never had a girlfriend. No, never. Bless there you him. go. Flashbacks to build character. Now, I know that you seem to have some sort of dual personality when it comes to flashbacks, <laughs> but I love no, that. No, I love a flashback. There you go. Lasers. Freaking Lasers. Great film. Next, party girl flatmate. Now, we've already discussed her. Bit of a dirty old... Why? Because she was having sex? She was having sex with her headphones on. More importantly, he kept his socks on during it. Sinead, that like, was what I noticed about being, that scene. I'm not being funny, but as a man, I would not feel like I was performing if someone said, you don't mind if I listen to this podcast, good idea, <laughs> while uh, we do it. Would you? No, wrong. She was listening to her headphones. Had sex with her headphones on. Very rude. Next. Big hair. Sexy. Well, that's just 80s, isn't it? There you go. It's all good. Next. Hard-working cop, lieutenant, who smokes too much. Mm. You don't get that anymore. The, cop, the cops were good. The cops were good. Granted. Love them. Yo mama jokes. 
This is another Michael Bay thing that's been brought over. Love it. I think, is this not just your Michael Bay list slightly no, annotated? No, Throwing, having, when you have a fight, you have to throw people through windows. Obviously. This is another important aspect. It used to be in Westerns, then it went on to the 80s. Yeah. In the mirrors and through windows. Very yeah. important. Yeah. Computer data vision. I mean, that for this film. First time I'd ever seen that. Guys looking around. All the data flipping around. Oh, so you mean oh. like when we get um, Arnie's POV, POV? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah. It's great. Exploding cars. You know, cars that just explode for no reason. Very 18. Brilliant. You've got driving on pavements and th- pavements and through walls. Obviously. I'll be back. He goes, gets a car, just drives it through the front of the cop shop, even though he was already in. Wouldn't it have been easier to smash the window with his fist? Wouldn't it? No. And drive a car through no, it and kill no. a cop? Even, even robots like to be a little bit dramatic, Brian. People on fire. You don't get enough people yeah. on fire in modern films. It was always a thing in the 80s and 90s. People Someone running. had to stumble through on fire. Brilliant. Dirty faces and bad fashion, basically denoting future poor people. Ah, uh, that, so, was, that was our, our flash, yeah, flashback, uh, flash the, forward. Flash forward. Mm, how are we going to describe that? I mean, that was very total recall. Basically, if you've got a hand smudge of dirt across your face mm. and you're wearing bad 80s fashion, mm-hmm. means that you're as good as down and out. Yeah, yeah. Very total recall, I agree. Yeah, and then the final two things that I love were built sets, because even though they quite clearly stand out, and the 555 dial code. The 555 dial code? 555 dial code, love what it. What are you talking about? Every time you phone anything in the 80s or 90s on a film, is 555. Really? Yep. I think you should go and do some research on that and bring me a list of films that have got a 5555. Every film. Every film. Just every film. Every film. There's a known fact because it's the apparently, and I'm sure we'll get thousands of people writing about this. Probably millions. Probably millions. 555 is the only dial code that doesn't exist in the United States. Oh, what a which lovely... Which is why... Are you trying, you to, trying to take my uh, my fact well, I'm giver not status to. here? I'm not trying to. But anyway, a lot of these things were things I loved and things I love about the film. Mm. And there is also things that I didn't. Okay. I will cover those later. But that's why you should love this film. That's why it's an important cultural piece. That's why James Cameron has gone on to be given hundreds of millions of pounds to make things that otherwise shouldn't be made. <laughs> Do you there mean you Avatar, go. don't you? Well, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> don't, anyway. don't hide your opinion on that film. No, but like... <laughs> the phenomenon that was Avatar. I know. You're not keen. I know. I'm sure I probably paid for a cinema ticket to see it as well. Which yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, you win. You, you can't love everything. Well, listen, that... What a marvellous list. It is rather, isn't it? I mean, not a waste of anyone's time at all. No, I feel like I've gone a little bit uh, deeper into things here rather than just dial codes and throwing men through windows. Okay. I was quite taken with the horror parallels that this film had on display for me. Can you believe that? You you look scared, you look glazed over, but I'm going to go there. No, you go. You go, sister. You go. Well, Schwarzenegger was quintessentially a horror villain, wasn't he? Yeah. Because he was unstoppable, yeah. completely indestructible, yeah. majoritively silent. Yes. I think I've got um, a little stat for you somewhere. He had 17 lines and under 100 words in this film. Yeah, I think at the time that was probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Not being rude. I love him. I mean, he was a believable robot. Totally believable robot. Um. He's he was relentless, like he was. like most horror villains. Um, he disappeared 
at, at points. So when they're in having the car chase, oh, yeah. and um, He's in the cop Sarah car, Connor stops the car, and so he rams into the wall, and then yeah. all the cops arrive. When they go to the car to yeah, get gone. him, he's gone. He's gone. Very, very horror villain-esque. Not easy for a 280-pound metal man. Well, you Good. know, he's probably quite quick on his toes as well. Um, he comes back for one last scare at the end. He does. Well, actually, probably more than one last scare. He's quite hard to kill, so yeah, he kind yeah. of repeatedly comes back. Um, yeah, I just I was getting major um, Frankenstein's monster and Michael Myers vibes from... <laughs> From, I think from Cyborg T. What what number is he? We don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. From yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> from him. From him. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I'm impressed with that. But it's true, isn't it? It's no, basically a horror sci-fi film. Yeah. Even you know, horrify as I call it. <laughs> you know, even down to you know Sarah Connor being that kind of final girl. Yeah. Um, and the fact, like you just said earlier, she sort of she appears to be quite kind of virginal. By the way, yeah. she was meant to be 19 in this film. Fuck off. Was she? Yes. Because I was watching it and I was thinking, how old is she meant to be? Like, you know, yeah, I just yeah, got yeah. curious. And then when I was researching it, um, it said in Terminator 2, she is stated to be 29. Right. Which, which confirms that she's meant to be 19 in the original. That's amazing. What I also thought at the beginning of this film, I, I would like to sit on the subject of Linda Hamilton, not actually sit on her. <laughs> okay. But I would like to sit there for a minute. Because at the Rest. beginning of this film, Mr Cameron had shot this as a man who was clearly in love with this woman. Oh, do you think? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, everything. Well, they were married, weren't they? Scene, they got married. Yeah, but that yeah. first scene where she's riding around on the moped yeah. and everything. It's like... Dude, someone's in love with this girl. I can tell you that for free. Well, she's the saviour of the human race, Brian. I think we all should be a little bit in love with her. That's true. But then it raised a bigger question for me in general. Go on. And and I'm going to throw this out there. This is kind of like university moment. Oh, no. All right? So oh, be no. warned. Here's the question. Linda Hamilton. Discuss. Oh, bravo. Oh, bravo, Brian. I mean, that will give us enough material to be here for days. I know. What do you make? What do you make of her? Um, what do you think? I... My jury's out. I liked her. Okay. I didn't think she was... I don't think she's amazing, but I think in this role, I quite liked her sort of transformation. So from kind of like you say every man yeah to kind of gradually towards the end i mean it didn't they didn't follow it through sort of massively did they no um but they gave her the final kill at the end which was important oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that she wasn't just saved by kyle the whole time um and at the end when when they somehow find themselves in some robotics warehouse yeah. i mean that was handy wasn't it in order to kill to kill um yeah but my, the cyborg at the end know, that's reflective of of downtown you know. LA or no, wherever no, it was just reflective of the situation they're in. The machines were already taken over. That was just to show the viewer. Don't kid yourself. These robots already exist. That I was mean, to add a level of fear that we can only just start to comprehend. I mean, I'm there. I'm already comprehending it because fear of tech, tech takeover is something else that I wrote down. Ah, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed her kind of transformation from sort of inept, scared woman running around screaming to taking control on your feet, soldier. She oh, says. She yeah. says to Kyle near the end when no, he's kind no. of collapsed and she drags him off. I bought it. I bought it. I think she was good. But again, though, it's quite a horror trope, right? Because it was only once she'd had sex 
Yeah, that she that she had the strength. That she to had then the continue. strength to do it. And the other girl, who was her flatmate, Ginger. who had sex first, mm. died first. First woman that wasn't Sarah Connor that died. In fact, yeah, first woman. Every other woman that died was called Sarah Connor. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. She was the first one who died that wasn't. Yeah. Like everybody else, he checked. With her, he just killed. Yeah. Just kill her because she's in the flat. Well, he thinks it is Sarah, doesn't he? So. Well, he went up to the door yeah. uh, everywhere else where he thought it was Sarah and went, oh, Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor, yeah. <laughs> and then killed him. And yet her, he just killed her because she'd had sex. Oh, right. Okay. So she well, had see, to die. Yeah, exactly. So for me, this is a, a horror sci-fi film and I enjoyed the blending. Horrify. Horrify. Or Cyror. <laughs> well, actually, it is. And um, you may have noticed the name of the club in this film. I did. Technoir. Technoir. So apparently that was a... a, a coin that Cameron termed, which is a hybrid of film noir and sci-fi. Okay. The definition I found is, it presents tech as a destructive and dystopian force that threatens every aspect of our reality. So apparently this film is tech noir. Okay, so I would now say that my telephone is tech noir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, each to their own. Yeah. I'm going to go horror sci-fi for this. And I think, that, I think that was why I enjoyed it quite as much as I did because I love me a bit of horror yeah and this was playing into all those things for me yeah no it had a lot of I wrote story in big letters because there is a lot about this film now that I don't like do you want to give me some examples I will excuse me while I turn my page that's fine that was dramatic so these are the things that I now think are pretty bad in this film at the time I wouldn't have noticed necessarily First of all, the dialogue. In yeah, places, it, the dialogue was bloody awful. Agreed. Agreed. There was some really clunky, yeah, yeah. cringy dialogue. Yeah. yeah. The green screen bits. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, you get that line around the edge of the hair. Yeah, but I mean, it, that you have to kind no, of it's just stuff of its like era, that. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, mm. now, that's bad. Mm. The sped up car chases. I didn't really notice that. You didn't notice? I don't think so, no. <laughs> I saw someone came out of that garage a lot slower than they wanted him to speed it up and post. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. The timeline. Yeah. The timeline. Go on. So you're not talking about the past and pre like we because we that's just going to confuse us. You're not talking 1984 to 2020. I whatever. am talking about the story's timeline. Yes. Okay. So first of all, he comes back in time. Yes. He waits in the club for Arnie to make his move. Yes. So he knows. That he's saving the right woman. Then later on, we have a flashback of him holding a picture of her. Then, uh, exactly then in that year, like a month later, that he's treasuring and it's one of his future items. And apparently he needed to be sure. No, I think you've you've misunderstood what happened I there. I misunderstood anything. May I tell you my take on that? Please do, because it sounds foolish. He knew exactly who she was and who he needed to protect because he was outside her apartment when she left to go out for uh, cinema and pizza. Oh, no, he waited for him he, to identify him. Yes, he was waiting to identify <gasps> Arnie because cyborgs of the future okay. make themselves look human. So he had to be sure that Arnie was the actual cyborg because he could look like anyone. I know. I'm, so you, so that, I'm afraid... I stand corrected. You do. It's correction corner oh, and I'll stand in it. I've never... I love, I love my life. I'll face the wall. <laughs> I'm a fool. But anyway, next, back to timeline. Okay. So maybe this one I got wrong as well. So her son is teaching them 
Yes, in the future, John Connor is yeah, yeah. leading the revolution. Yeah. Yes, and the guy who comes back, Reese, Kyle Reese, Kyle Reese. You're so good with names. I know. I'm great. Kyle Reese says, "I was born after the nuclear war. Mm. Nuclear war happens. So I was I was born after it. Mm-hmm. That's me. I was born after that. Yeah. And your son is the one who came forward and has helped us. Yeah. After the nuclear war, right? And he's from 2029. Yeah. Yeah? 2020 something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 1984. Yeah. Yeah. So 1984 is 45 years ago. It will have been then. Yeah. So that's fine. Okay, I suppose. See, you need to do your maths before you bring these complaints. Anyway, okay, so the timeline. I'm scratching (laughs) that one through. Next, stop motion animation. Oh, yeah, that looked dodgy. But Especially again... Especially the head. Yeah. Like when he's pulling the hand and the arm and the bits yeah, in the arm. Yeah, that's fine. That was all right. Yeah. I mean, the hand looks a bit dodgy, yeah. but that was all right. But then the head, when it's like, stop, go animation, head. And he, as soon as he puts the sunglass on, it's his head. Yeah, and he yeah. Takes sunglasses on, <laughs> oh, it's awful. Awful. And also, the colour changed. Every time they had to stop animation, like the robot walking through things. Yeah. I think they must have used a still image behind him because the colour totally changed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the it was quite obvious. Was totally different. Yeah. Um, so a little something to look out for in, when you re-release it. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure you will after Avatar 6 or whatever. <laughs> uh, the police effort or lack of. Like, I mean, it's part of actually what I love, but it's really bad in these films. Like, she phones in. She's the only Sarah Connor left and she's getting bounced around from pillar to post, yeah. firstly. Yeah. Secondly, in every 80s, 90s film, once they've killed the bad guy, you hear, woo! Yeah, oh, yeah, always after. Not a fucking time. No. He completely annihilated, with machine guns, a police station. Now, if you went up to Marlborough mm. with a gun mm. and killed 15 police mm. officers, mm. how many police do you think there would be on the street mm. within an hour? And that's in this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there, they would be millions <laughs> you, of them. They, yeah, They'd they be just, shooting anything mm. that wore a leather jacket. So, that was that. The end robot. Uh, well, I, think, I mean, he went from being very adept, running everywhere, killing everything, to because it was a, suddenly a robot, he couldn't really climb the stairs properly, and it was all very weird. Yeah, and I think, you know, you kind of had to have that disintegration of the skin down to the robot level, yeah. but it does then take away a bit of the fear element of the whole thing, I think. Yeah, it, it did. It's it kind did. of scarier when it's yeah. Schwarzenegger. And the sets of the future... We're a little bit too Total Recall, a little bit too much of an 80s glamorous version. Yeah. So I would agree with you on that. My least favourite parts of the film were the futuristic parts. Yeah. Um, And I might argue that we didn't need the the one that you're referring to where we get to see everybody kind of living underground, presumably. Um, And he's looking at the picture of Sarah Connor and um, a cyborg breaks in and they have to fight for their lives. I would argue that perhaps we didn't even need that one because it did also... I kind of just preferred the idea of imagining the world that he was living in and the way the robots had taken over. Obviously, you needed the opening bit, you know, where it was kind of like warfare and even though that also looks quite dated now. Oh, good. Um, but I didn't think we needed that. It was miniatures. I mean, that was so obviously miniatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think we needed that um, That kind of, yeah, where they were all living, Total Recall, Mad Max type scene. Yeah, it was a bit much. It was a bit much. And yeah, apart from that, it just, you know, certain things. I mean, 
Yeah, just certain things. It's a shame because it's only because it's dated. It's not really the film's fault. They did the best they could with what they had. But, you know, I think George Lucas would have done a better job of, or has done a better job of that future that's a little bit dystopian. Mm. It's a bit more steampunky in his future vision. Yeah, I This was a bit 80s. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just... Through the lens of time, isn't it, Brian? Oh no! Nice. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you thought that when you saw this film back. Whenever you saw this film, and also, can I say it's interesting what you said about Linda Hamilton? Discuss, yeah, because um, I actually thought at the end it was a bit of a coming of age story. Because, and then I thought, well, that's a bit weird. But actually, if she'd have been nineteen, yeah, yeah, it was. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because actually, she had this kind of tech-free. Mm. lovely life where she was working i mean it was hard but she was working as a waitress, waitress in, in a cocktail bar <laughs> in a diner and then you know she's gone on dates and she lived with her friend and everything was fine and then like once she'd basically these two men came into her life took her innocence yes and now she had this bleak future yes exactly so there you go ladies if a man comes into your life i'm afraid things are going to get bleak but isn't it though yeah. masculinity this is the problem here this is what we're actually fighting against Sod to take to take over <laughs> I can't even say that to take 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 over but also on a on a slightly more thoughtful note after yeah. after I was doing all my horror comparisons yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking um you know fear of tech takeover was quite big in the 80s wasn't it yeah, it was yeah. kind of like oh, the, yeah, massive, yeah. the beginning of kind of this fear of it and I just thought it's not going to happen in that way in that kind of sci-fi film way where no, you know no. matrix and all this kind of thing but we're already there oh we're, that's we're what well i thought i thought we're already there with social media and the way that it has become smart and it has these algorithms yep. and it's showing us what it thinks we want to see or what yep. it wants us to see yep. we, we've done it to ourselves people we've done it to ourselves we should have heeded the advice of mr james cameron and we should have knocked this all on the head much earlier. I mean, granted, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if that was the case. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> beware, people, but beware. Also, can I make a recommendation to anyone listening? Two things that you need to do that I've learned from this film. And you all need to do it. So grab a pen and pencil. Good. Right. Ready? Nobody has pens and pencils anymore, Brian. First of all, we'll take a photo of your phone. Then. First of all, get X directory. <laughs> Right. You do realise most people don't even understand what that means. Well, yeah, those of you who do, do. Become ex-directory, trust me. It's in the best interest. And secondly, keep hold of that tape player. Because she's recording all the future secrets and everything we need to do to survive on fucking TDK tapes. That's a good point, actually. And nobody in the future will be able to play it. So, guys, any of you out there that have cassette tape players keep hold of them yeah because you guys are going to be worth your weight in gold yeah i think we should actually keep hold of all this old tech because it could come in handy when everything else exactly exactly i um am a bit concerned that there wasn't more more justice for the other sarah connors that got murdered in this film why well they were just that was it wasn't it what were the what were the, well, yes. they should they should have been what do you want them to the, do? Well, the police should have been doing more shouldn't they it was just yeah but i don't think a 20 minute sort of scene of the funeral followed by looking after the family followed by we're doing everything we can at this point in time well we maybe leaflet it's... about counseling for grief maybe we need a spin-off justice for sarah connor nice let's do it yeah let's print our own t-shirts if you'd like to buy one write in and we'll print on demand and also can i say with that Let's go to our old favourite, 
Nerd alert! Is this my time to shine? Polish my badge? Let me start with some alternate casting for this film. So, um, originally, they were, well, they, Orion, were looking at getting Schwarzenegger for Kyle Reese, not for The Terminator. Weird. Yeah, James Cameron wasn't um, on board with that. But other names that were bandied around for Reese were Bruce Springsteen, yep, Christo- Christopher Reeve, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, for Sarah Connor, we've got Jennifer Jason Lee, Melissa Sue Anderson, Rosanna Arquette. And for the Terminator himself, um, originally Lance Henriksen was who um, James Cameron, I think, wanted. He was also in Dog Day Afternoon and Aliens. He ends up playing a member of the police in Terminator. Okay. Sylvester Stallone. I mean, they seem quite interchangeable to um, execs in the 80s and 90s, don't they, Sylvester and uh, Arnie? Yeah. Mel Gibson. And the most left field one, and apparently it wasn't felt that he... Um, wasn't Arsenio Hall again, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't Arsenio Hall, okay. no. Apparently they felt that, you know, he wouldn't be believable as a killer. O.J. Simpson. Moving swiftly on. Um, wow. <laughs> tagline for the film. The thing that won't die in the nightmare that won't end. That is a good tagline. Isn't it? And doesn't it back up my whole horror... Yeah. My whole horror theory. Um, apparently the crew had t-shirts during the filming saying you can't scare me I work for James Cameron fair enough and that's don't know it. what it says about employment with James Cameron but it, we'll go for it yeah a little bit concerning the final scene of the film where um, they've defeated the cyborg and Sarah Connor is pregnant and she's driving through the desert and she stops for petrol apparently they did that ad hoc and they didn't get a permit for it um, which I think happened a couple of times during the filming of the, of the Terminator, um, but unfortunately a cop appeared as right. they as they were doing it. So they managed to convince him that they were uh, filming a UCLA student film um, and got away with it. So you know it's nice to know that people with big bucks are out there doing yeah. the, doing the best they can. I mean, six point four million. You made a few plasticine models and you couldn't afford to rent a petrol station. You should be ashamed. <laughs> uh, they just you know why why bother why bother the um. Sergeant Wright is yes is is the sergeant the desk sergeant who they crash with the car exactly and who mm-hmm. you know receives the immortal I'll be back line also the executive in charge of production oh okay I know that's that, cool and a nice little tie in I am going to finally going to give you some award information about the Terminator please do do you like the way I'm referring it to now as the Terminator yeah I do so um. The Saturn Awards, which are the awards for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Films. Um, 1985, it won the best sci-fi film, beating out Star Trek Three, June, Starman and 2010. Okay. And it also won for best writing, beating out wow. Repo Man, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wow. Gremlins and the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, yeah, great film. Which sounds like a film I need to watch. It was also nominated but didn't win for... Actor Schwarzenegger, actress Lynd Hamilton, and director James Cameron. James Cameron lost out to Joe Dante for Gremlins, Linda Hamilton, Daryl Hannah in Splash, and uh, Schwarzenegger lost out to Jeff Bridges in Starman. Nice. Bloody good facts, They're you bloody know. Bloody good facts, aren't they? I mean, as a hell of a speed, I'll give you that. So well, you managed to get it all in there. Well know, done. You, you do like me to rattle through things quickly. I do. I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, wrong. Um... <laughs> Tell me your tenuous Back to the Future link, please. Oh, I've got more than one. No. I am pretty... Well, the lightning. 
the, the light. I mean, no, yeah. weather. Good, yeah, there's weather in <laughs> it. It was a film. <laughs> Ooh, bloody hell, there's um, loads. No, 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 I've got some Go good on. ones. So just going back to what I was telling you about the Saturn Awards. Yes. Um, so 85 was the 12th Saturn Awards. Yeah. And the Terminator won Best Sci-Fi Film. Yeah. What do you think won Best Sci-Fi Film in the 13th Saturn Awards the following uh, year? Uh, oh, I can see it. Back to the Future. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So Should have it, won it in 85 as it, well. It shares some award uh, stature there. Um, I mentioned alternative casting for Sarah Connor. Yes. And I cheekily left one out because it's a tenuous Back to the Future ah, connection. What's her name? Leah Thompson. Yeah, go on, Leah. You did a great job. And my final tenuous Back to the Future connection yes. um, is Dr. Silberman who yeah. is the psychologist that the police bring in. Yeah, not a psychologist. I loved I mean, him. Jesus I mean, Christ. probably the star of the film for me. Yeah, um, who was he? He was played by Earl Bowen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has got a... Raft of stuff. A raft, yeah, yeah. a raft of stuff. But my tenuous Back to the Future he connection... Was in Back to the Future. He wasn't. He wasn't. This is why it's a tenuous connection, Brian. On, he was in two episodes of Family Ties, oh, which starred him. Michael J. Fox, who was in Back to the Future. I mean, if we're going to go that far <laughs> out... they you had mean, that's Ni- one degree away. He had Nike high tops yes, on. Yes, yes. Another excellent. I'll make a note of that. There you go. Um, Yeah, they're my tenuous back to the future. And they came from the future. Yeah, the whole world, obviously. You know, I'm not pointing out the obvious here, Brian. I'm giving you little gems that you might not otherwise have spotted. That's all right then. So, Sinead. Brian. This leads me on to the big question from the film Mm. How scared would you be Mm. if you turned on the news Mm. and saw that three people called Sinead Beverland had been killed in cold blood? In their houses in London. Uh, I, I thought there was going to be an extra bit on the well, end of that. No, I mean, I think that's enough. <laughs> Today. Um, I'd be absolutely petrified. Can you imagine? The, like, and that woman went, come on, Bula, you're dead. Well, and I, people would do uh, that as well. I mean, that was the first one, though, wasn't it? I suppose the first one's amusing, the second one's scary. Uh, what a great hook. What a great hook. I mean, that's a film within itself, isn't it? Oh, what, someone who kills yeah, just yeah, based yeah. on the neck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 um, totally. yeah I'd be absolutely frigging terrified. I thought I thought it was excellent. I thought it was a brilliant sort of way of chucking us straight into the action and of her having that immediate kind of terror and, yeah. and knowing immediately that shit, you know, some, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, it'd be absolutely awful. Yeah. You'd be perfectly fine with it, I presume. You're kind of a cool dude. You'd just be like, well... Wow. You know me. I don't tend to let things ruffle me, Sinead, so <laughs> I'm sure I'd be cool. You'd be all right with it. Because um, a couple of things that bothered me, though... Go on. So, so I mean, the, not the murders, but that's fine. <laughs> when, um, when Sarah Connor thinks she's being followed, so she knows these women have been killed, yeah. she thinks she's being followed, she goes into Technoir to, to use the phone... By the way, um, if any of you live in South London and you would like to experience the hipster version of Technoir, go to Batch Coffee in Streatham. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you pay £4.50 just to get in the door? No, I think this, they're not far away <laughs> from it. And there's a lot of corrugated sort of steel on the walls. Oh, yeah, and the there's style. Like mesh and, yeah, so mm. very Technoir. Nice. It's Look, the hipster version, be warned. It but, is. Yeah, You'll get it. a lovely coffee and a bit of cake. Yeah. Um, when she goes in, she gets to the phone. Because she thinks she's being followed and danger, oh, yeah, yeah, danger yeah. abounds. Danger, danger. Hi, Rod. And who, what does she do? She phones the police. Yeah. She doesn't think about Ginger at home with the boyfriend. She doesn't think about that. Ginger she doesn't was think... going out. 
drinking with the boyfriend. Well, but, and but, then she phoned her second. I'm like, traditionally, people when they're being chased to be killed tend to put themselves first. Well, but that's like her bestie. Okay. Girls, just to let you know, I would be checking in with you first. I'd be phoning the police second. Just okay. so you know my priorities here, because I ain't leaving my girls hanging. Wow, look at you. Uh, <laughs> guys, just to let you know, you don't have my name. So you're not going to be killed. So if it's all right with you, I'll protect myself first. And then I'll give you a ding, much the same as she did. Or you're having sex with some man on your bed and you're listening to it in your headphones. She only got herself to blame. Those headphones were pretty good, though. I think they were. Um, she couldn't hear him being murdered. No, <laughs> and thrown around the bedroom because she was listening to to Pow or whatever it was. I thought, forget you know your expensive bones yeah. cancelling headphones. You, you just it. need those cheap ones from the eighties that exactly. were a bit of metal and a bit of orange foam. You'll be fine. Perfect. No, they were perfect. Just, just that's just the way it is. <laughs> I would look after me first. I mean, we've established that in other episodes, Brian. Well, you yeah. Quite, you quite clearly, you know. True, 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 true. You know who's important in your life and it's not us, let's face it. Yeah. And then, oh no. Oh, I'm getting it all wrong today. This is terrible. Terrible times. Terrible times. And oh yeah, that was one thing I wanted to say. As a director, mm. right, how do you film your other half? Having sex with someone. Were they actually together at this point, though? Or was it after this film well, they even got together? If fa- oh, yeah. Was that what tipped him? He thought, yeah, oh, yeah, a bit of that. No, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I don't know Don't know what the, the... I don't know. It was just, you know... And it was also a bit of a shit sex scene, wasn't it? I thought it was quite sweet. Sweet? Well... Sweet. Yeah, it was kind of... A man in a rain mac and a pair of tramps trousers... No, he took them off while they were having sex. He didn't do it in the rain mac and the no. tramp's trousers down by his I'm ankles. sure you'd still smell them. <laughs> they were right. in a no, motel no, room. He no. must have gone for a shower before. Too late. You've laid down the gauntlet. I am going to go back to Old Street. I'm going to find that guy who was in the doorway yesterday. I'm going to take his trousers. I'm going to come back here and I'm going to try and allure you. Allure. allure. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that you'll be able to get over the stench of those trousers. <laughs> no, you're right. I wouldn't. And that was after making pipe bombs with him. Yeah. Oh, let's make a few pipe bombs. She's a lunatic. Well, no, needs must... And, this... and how quickly was she convinced? How quickly? Um, Did you not see what had happened in the early part of this I film? I don't care how many times you shot a lunatic. I'm from the year 2029. I'm here to save you. Uh, you need to stick with me. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. No. Absolutely. Whatever you say, let's, let's go for it. All right. Well... Pipe bombs, go, sex in Rain Max, all of it. I'm, I'm fully on board with this. Looks like um, the saviour. Looks like next week I'll be on my own because Sinead will have run off with a 52-year-old who teaches how to make a pipe bomb and convinces that in 2051 the world's going to end. Saviour of the human race here, Brian. You don't seem to understand how important a, this was. Yeah, kind of a Mary situation, really, because she was impregnated mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. something other. I mean, how does someone impregnate... I mean, that, that's just a mindfuck, isn't it? Well, we can't get into the He was sent back lines. from the future to have sex with her so she could have the kid so he could be sent back from the future. It did feel, I a, mean. It did feel a little bit um, psycho at the end in terms of, at the end of Psycho, you get the psychiatrist trying to kind of explain why Norman Bates has oh, yeah, descended yeah, yeah. into madness. Um, which felt like, tape. yeah, which felt like that was explaining it to audiences of the time. And then, yeah, you get Linda Hamilton... Speaking into the tape, yeah. basically saying, well, he came from the future where you already existed and then created you. And how could, oh, I can't get my head around it. It was like, mm, yeah. I understand why, but we didn't really need it. I don't think nowadays if you were making that, you would you would add that little bit in, I think. And just to reintroduce the health and safety angle to things, 
don't record and drive, guys. Just don't do it. You know, she was park over. the Jeep. She was recording it while she was driving. Then she pulled in and then he, she asked for petrol and then she started recording again. 100%. I will rewind that shit right now. <laughs> okay. I'll... And you can were I wrong say, earlier. I'll give you that one. What the hell is it with Mexicans? Huh? He could clearly speak English because apparently oh, really? she had to order the petrol in Spanish and then she kept going to him. What did he say? And he was just yeah. answering it. I Come thought, on, James, you're better than that. Don't paint everybody with the same brush. I thought that. I thought I thought she she struggled to speak to him in Spanish and I then know. he translated what the little boy was saying. I, I thought well, she could have just. Well, maybe she was just being a nice, considerate no, person but, using his language because that's what nice people do, Brian. They make the effort. Well, don't you make me out to be a monster. <laughs> Not like most, you know. Oh, dear. Not like most of us who are just like, oh, we really, you Jesus know. Jesus Christ, I've virtually made this podcast bilingual. Oh, yeah. I said lingual. <laughs> so, Sinead, I think it's time that we cracked on with the scores on the doors. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm expecting ready. greatness from you on this one. So, please, what are your scores for The Terminator? I am going to go... I'm wavering between half a point here because I feel that it really is an iconic film and I think it paved the way for a lot. And there's Sorry, did you say you're wavering between half and one point? No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm wavering between two marks and there's ah, a half a point difference. Okay, sorry. I'm just going to go... F- no, am I? Mm. Go I'm going to go 3.5 VHS tapes. Wow. wow. That's higher or lower than That's you thought? That's higher than me. Really? Yeah. This is a classic, Brian. It is, but it's dialogue's poor. Some of the direction's bad. Uh, some of the shot choices, uh, it's like shot for TV. You know, the chases were sped up. I had issues with some of the characterization. But didn't you love the love story? And Linda Hamilton. You do, you, you're not You're not a fan, are you? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying, uh, I don't know. I don't, and the hair. She looked like one of... There was a oh, bloody toy dog that had pink hair in the 80s. She just looks like that. She had that haircut. Well, that's not her fault. That's style. Ah. <laughs> anyway, it cost you half a point, love. I'm going three VHS cassette tapes. Oh, I'm mm. surprised. Mm. Yeah. This was your choice and I've gone I know, higher. I know, I know, I know. Okay. 6.5 VHS tapes for The Terminator. Yes, that's right. So... Let's crack on with reasons to dump Vu. So, first and foremost, I think I'm not keen on the fact that you seem to disregard the cultural effect the Uzi 9mm had. Oh my God, what? On kids. Nonsense. This is like Rambo's knife all over again. Don't even start. <laughs> I'm still reeling from Rambo's knife. I never oh, got God. one of them, you know. I really wanted one of them. I don't agree. I never wanted an Uzi 9mm. I don't agree with people having firearms. End of. Yeah, but Sinead, this was an Uzi 9mm. Oh, Gordon Bennett. I'm going to be hearing that for the next week. One reason. A. Two. Why are you trying to pervert my sci-fi into a horror? Because it is a horror. I will go toe-to-toe with somebody over that. (laughs) I've watched this film now and I'm utterly convinced. Even the way they were tracking Arnie as he stalked to the house to kill the first Sarah Connor. Sinead. Pure horror. The filmmaker himself has said it's a (laughs) technoir. Well, you know, all due respect, James, we can all have our own opinion, can't we? Once you put your creation out into the world, we're all entitled to our interpretation of it. True. And um, thirdly, and more importantly... It's only recently that we've become ex-directory. And uh, 
You're obsessed with this. Well, I've seen it. No, but think about it, right? Here's another Back to the Future link. In this film, he goes straight to the phone book, got all the addresses and everything. True. Sarah Connors. (gasps) Back to the Future, straight to the phone book, straight away he finds the doc. Now, what if I don't want to be found? What if someone's hunting down all the Brian Franklins? Well, they're just going to Google you. Shit. Yeah. I'm going to go ex-Google. There's a floor How do you go ex-Google? <laughs> I wonder if you can go ex-internet. Probably like data protection It can't or be possible, can it? I like your tenuous Back to the Future connection, though. I know. It's good, isn't it? We will be keeping our eye out for more of these as we progress through this Let's series. Let's do it. So, that was Reasons to Dump You. Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed it, please... Uh, subscribe and give us a rating on your podcast platform and you can find us on instagram at reasons underscore that's right underscore pod you can also find us in most bars around london (laughs) and uh, feel free to buy us a drink if you recognize my voice i'm usually speaking in french in black and white in a corner somewhere i'm usually sitting quietly with my head in my hands and i would love a packet of crisps with my drink thank you oh wow yeah yeah big fans of salt and vinegar i know that's (laughs) controversial with european listeners but we are Thanks very much, Brian. Until next time. Until next time. Let's go check out Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. Let's do it. I'm in. Bye.